Hello, hello, and welcome to another Toon Network video. This is a Swansea match report. We've just gone to the Liberty Stadium without Rafa Benitez. We've kept another clean sheet, and Captain Jamal Lascelles rose like a salmon and powered into the back of the net for 1 0 Newcastle. We're held on. It's another, it's a massive three points for us. I'm absolutely buzzing with that. It, it, Basically, I guess from the first half, it looked like it was going to be a bit of a scrappy game. And that trend seemed to continue throughout. I was worried that... I mean, I know that we were always going to set up to play on the counter-attack. Not play a possession game at all. We obviously allowed Swansea a lot of possession. But what I was really impressed with in that performance I've just seen... I've mean, literally just... Um, just turn the telly off there. And by the way, apologies for the red face, the red cheeks. I've just ran 13.1 miles in the great... No, 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 I'm totally joking. I've just been on the wine. Sorry, lads. What I was most impressed with in that performance was the shape, the defensive shape. Rafa Benitez might not have been there, but he was everywhere on the pitch. His spirit was there, as it were. Um... Get well soon, Rafa. But 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 the way he's 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 drilled those tactics into his players, we worked exceptionally hard today. So at the back we had a lot of people thought Lejeune would come back in, Yedlin would come back in, but actually Manquillo kept his place. Manquillo didn't move across the left back, and it was uh, Jesus James who came in at left back, and I thought he had a really solid game. I thought for the for the third left back we've had this season, he was pretty, he was pretty decent, and his fitness level seemed really good as well. As he, in the final thirds of the game, he was marauding forward, trying to look for a second or trying to gain a bit of possession. But the, going back to the first half, it's really frustrating. And even though we weren't playing the, this possession game, when we did receive the ball, we we didn't seem to be able to do anything with it. We we we, we failed to string a few passes together and. Swansea's on loan man Renato Sanchez who by the way my wife all the way through that game referred to as Tomato Sanchez come here properly um, as much as a lot of his passes were actually misplaced he was seeing a lot of the ball and Klukas was on the ball a lot Ayu was finding some pockets on the left wing um, not too many chances for Tammy Abraham um We'll get it. I mean, we'll get out to his big chance in a minute, but we didn't seem to know where we were going. We we had a couple of spells, I guess, towards the end of the first half where we seemed to find a bit of confidence and we're on the front foot a little bit. I mean, we had that um, we had that incident. Well, we, first off, it was the it was the amazing header from Hosolu came from Richie Cross, I believe, and Fabianski's save was really top draw. I mean. I, if you look at the replays again, he does get a full palm on it, so it wasn't as it was pretty comfortable in that respect. But it was still very agile um, and a good turn around the post. I thought that was going to be almost um, nailed on goal. But then after that, we, we marauded forward a bit more. Marino cut in uh, fresh from his sort of goal um, for the under twenty ones last couple of weeks. He tried to burst through and. He maybe anticipated a bit more contact from uh, Olsen, it was, but ultimately he's dived 
and we don't want to see that at all. Uh, Marino, he he seemed to have another solid game. He's kept Shelby out the starting lineup as well, but we 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 don't need that. I I think he's noticed his touch is a bit too heavy, and he's gone down. Had he managed to keep that keep that that last touch under control, he could have been through. But instead, he's dived, he's let himself down a bit and probably lucky that he won't be getting a retrospective ban given the, the, new, the new rules in place that the, the, the team has to gain a significant advantage, which we didn't because of it. So pretty lucky there. But yeah, the second half, Tammy Abraham got put, put through. He took it round Elliot and Captain Jamal Lascelles, who is obviously capitalised from Lejeune's absence from the team he's been now been a part of those those two clean sheets which you've got to give him absolute credit for and certainly in this game when Abraham looked to be slotting in he slid across anticipated the slot Abraham didn't look and what 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 a save from from Lascelles that's that saving tackle absolutely huge and it's it's obviously been absolutely critical uh, in the game this afternoon Perez had a shot as well at the near post, and it was the, the, statistically it was really weird actually because I just look at the just look at the shots here. We had sixteen shots in total, eight on target, three off target, five blocked, uh, and and Swansea only had ten shots with four on target. So that's sixteen and eight for us, ten and four for Swansea, despite them having, at the end of the game, 61.9% possession and us having 38.1%. So, what what really jumped out for me for this game is not only were we very well defensively structured and organised, but we were far more efficient with the ball in the final third as well, which those statistics back up. It didn't look like we had that many shots, but actually... You know, you consider that there was a two-minute moment where Hosselu had a header, Perez had his shot at the near post that was saved, and then Hosselu had another shot from... Yes, maybe those shots were a bit tame, but if you look at Swansea's efforts for the four-run target that they had, it was only really that that round the keeper from Tammy Abraham that looked like a serious goal chance. I mean, the statistics tell us that there's each side had two clear-cut chances, so maybe a bit more even in that respect but yeah Newcastle were just more efficient with the ball um I thought when Atsu came I th look I thought the defensive performance of our of our front of our attacking midfielders was really good as well like I thought Hammers was good I thought Mankio was maybe lost at, at times I, I do feel genuinely shaky when he's on the ball I hope Yedlin comes back soon Maybe it's just settling in, maybe it's just nerves, but Mankio doesn't seem up, the, up to the quality as it stands. I hope he improves. He might well do. hope he proves me wrong. But, but ultimately, Clark and Lascelles seem solid. Marino's defensive work, I thought, was good. Um, I thought... I thought Murphy's... Murphy seemed to mirror Richie's defensive ethos and his work ethic and... Murphy, although he had that sort of chance in the first half that sort of he didn't really get a hold of, I thought he, you know, it's one of his, I believe it's his first full start, I think, in, in the league for Newcastle in an away game which is going to be difficult. But I thought his, his defensive work 
it was notable and, and 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 helped us a lot. But but having said that, when Atsu came on, I thought Atsu gave us that just extra impetus, that forward drive, and indeed I think it was one of his crosses or his forward runs that led to the corner, which eventually we scored from. Richie whipped in an absolute beauty, which he already had done for Hosalu in the first half. But Richie, what one of the cleanest corner routines you'll probably see, and. Swansea's zonal marking fell foul to, to the cells being able to take a run and jump. He had the momentum, he had the power, there was energy behind him. And what a clean header, straight down the middle of Fabianski's neck, but he couldn't do anything about it because of the power, and it was so close to him as well. But what a whipped-in ball from Richie, and what a powerful header from, from the captain. Having saved a goal at, the, at one end, he's then got embossed uh, the other end as well, and he's come up with the only goal of the game. Um, Really, really impressed me, Lascelles. I'm, I'm, I'm often his, I'm often his critic for his positional play, uh, maybe his lack of pace as well. But I thought he came in. I thought he came in today and led by example and was just excellent. Really, really excellent. There's a few tasty challenges in that game. I thought we should mention as well. I mean, the Richie challenge, high challenge on Mawson. I've got to, I've got to mention as well. I was very much yesterday in the in the in the camp that said Sadio Mane should have been sent off for Liverpool. That was that was the correct decision because it was reckless high studs into the face. Now Richie's just gone there and done exactly the same thing. And Mawson's reaction, I think, had he gone down and played it up a bit, Richie probably would have been walking because the precedent was set the day before. I think Richie is extremely extremely lucky to stay on the pitch, and he knew it. You could see the replay. Sorry, sorry, eyes on the ball, eyes on the ball. Apologise to, to Mawson in front of the referee, doing everything he could, essentially begging the referee to keep him on the pitch, which he did, thankfully for us. But that was that was very lucky, I thought. Um, and I think he should have probably been sent off for that. But then they had a couple of digs as well. Renato Sanchez kicked uh, kicked Jose right between the legs, which is um, probably going to hurt. But... You know, Renato Sanchez's fitness didn't seem up to scratch just yet. He was misplacing a few passes, which I think is lucky that he, that we've maybe because I think he's going to be an excellent player for Swansea. I think he can maybe not maybe not fill that that void for Sigurdsson, but he he has that that air of authority in midfield. He's he's an absolute world class player. He knows he's probably the best. He's the best player in that midfield, <laughs> probably the best. What against Klukas? Not sure, like. But I thought maybe a month down the line he would have been a much tougher. Um, opponent to come up against likewise but Bonnie just coming in as well number two for Bonnie come on I hate the misuse of squad numbers really grinds my gears really annoys me I was at the the journalist talking um, that was organized by Truth Faith on Thursday at the Tyneside Irish Centre raising money for the food banks and it was a really it was, in one respect, it, it made for really grim listening that there was no, it, as far as Mike Ashley was concerned, there was no sort of secret silver lining um, in that he might change his ways or he might be on the way out or as it stands, thing status quo will remain the same. But there was something really special about that night, I thought. And I chatted to a few of the journalists afterwards as well and... You know, they, they feel exactly what we feel as Newcastle fans. Yes, we've got 
couple of great back-to-back -back wins, but we know that the squad probably isn't as strong as it really should be. Rafa Benitez isn't happy, but what we can do is rally together as fans, don't get on each other's backs, support the team, support Rafa Benitez as much as we have been doing already. You know, it's great to hear the away fans at the Liberty Stadium just before, even on the telly, shouting Rafa Benitez's name. Like, that'll make the world a difference. We could hear it. He'll, he'll have heard it as well. That's huge. It, 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 this constant endorsement that, that, that he's the one who's made these changes, this positive effect, and the fact that probably the only reason he's still at the Newcastle helm is, is he feels indebted to the fans more than anything, maybe less so the, the club, given that it's run by Ashley. But it was really empowering night to hear the views of other fans, to hear the views of really well-rounded views from the guys in the know, the, the journalists who have contacts at the club, who speak to, who've spoken to Rafa Benitez. And, you know, the, 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 the common consensus was largely... And, and give, give the podcast a download from, uh, from True Faith. Um, I think it's on iTunes now. Really give it a, a, a download and have a listen to everything that was said. It was really insightful. And I just think, as, as, as much as it makes for difficult hearing sometimes, it was really empowering to be in a room with so much passion, anger, but positively so, and constructive criticism of the club. But it was all considered points, and it was all, you know, there was intelligence and passion and, you know... The situation doesn't fool anybody. Nobody's deluded. Everyone knows exactly what's going on. And it's difficult to get through sometimes. But we've always got each other. And I think that was that was what was really heartwarming from the night. And yeah, again, I had a I thought that the, the, the journalist that, that, that showed up and, the, and, and that I chatted to um, in person afterwards and in between uh, the, the talks was... I just got a really good feeling that... It's a togetherness. It's not a good feeling what's happening at the club under Ashley. As, as George Colton said, he's a poison. And things won't change until he leaves. But the, 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 the passion of the fans and the togetherness was really something special. And that's kind of what it means to be a Newcastle fan for me. That's, that means a lot to me and it means a lot to the, the club. And it was a great night. Three thousand pounds raised for for the food banks. Rafa Benitez was on the was on the phone at the back, and he topped up money up as well. He he donated a prize as well, which actually my brother-in-law won. Um, so it looks like me and him are off to um, a training session. We're going to go and meet Rafa Benitez and get it sorted out, and we get tickets to a some to go to one of the games as well. So um, if and when that happens. I'll absolutely report back and let you know what I think of the man um, but it's some really exciting times I'm going to get to meet the man himself while he's still around and let's enjoy him while he is still around because if we can get him through the next season if for somehow Ashley can appease him with some transfer budget in January which I'm sure we're definitely going to need we'll see what happens but it feels like Rafa's on the slow journey out of the club I hope that's not the case. I hope situation changes, but under Mike Ashley, we've been here before. We've we all know how this story ends, um, and it's never good. But back to more positive things. We are actually above Arsenal in the table now. We're in tenth position. We are 
only one point behind Liverpool and Spurs as well, which is absolutely brilliant. I think that's uh, it. Just it's it, it's given us an abs a massive massive lift at, the, at a time that we needed it, especially after Thursday and especially after the the transfer deadline passed and everyone was very disappointed, no less the manager. But what Rafa Benitez and 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 you, you can see that from the game today. What Rafa Benitez has done is instilled this team ethic and this this work ethic and this defensive discipline these banks of players this shape that is very difficult to break down yes Swansea aren't the biggest scorers in the league and think they've only scored in one of their four games now so they're not they're not the biggest scorers so maybe the threat wasn't wasn't entirely there and as I said they only really had one major shot of, of, of note I think but to go away from home and get full three points from what was quite a difficult game that we could have easily lost, could have easily drawn. We didn't. We fought hard. And that's really, really uplifting. And we'll be going up into the Stoke game next weekend really optimistically. Um, I can't wait for it now. I think, was, you know, the bench that we had today was really tellingly strong. You know, Mitrovic wasn't even included in the squad. You have Gale coming back. You've got Yedlin coming back. Shelby was left on the bench as well, wasn't used. We've got options now, and that's... As much as we need more depth, we still have reasonable depth there. Um, hopefully Murphy maybe needs a couple of home games to get his confidence and get his engine running a bit. But I think, I think we'll go into that Stoke game quite confident. And it's surely teed up for Hosalu to score against his former club. Let's, let's hope so. I think that's a winnable game. Stoke have been reasonable, but you know I, I, I don't think they've been anything special for, for quite a while actually now, even at the back end of last season. So hopefully we'll pick up another three points. Anyway, I'm rambling on now. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Follow us on Twitter, at The Two Network. We're on Facebook as well. Share with all your friends if they don't subscribe, if you think they'd like this video. Please send, uh, send them my way. Anyway, another three points for Newcastle United. Come on! See you later. Bye-bye.